0: Just go to Indeed.com slash wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA front office show. As always, a ton of things going on in the world of professional basketball that we're going to dive into. Quick reminder, do give us that five-star rating over on Apple Podcasts. If you're a podcast person, don't forget to leave us a review. Or if you prefer the video version of this show, make sure you do subscribe and turn on those notifications as well. I'm Trevor Lane. You can find me on Twitter at Trevor underscore Lane. Joined by Keith Smith at NBA. Keith, we're inching closer to playoff time. It's almost there. We're starting to see the playoff seedings kind of settle in a little bit. But we're also kind of at that point where it's like it's a couple of weeks before Christmas where you just kind of want to hurry up and get there and get to the playoffs and, <laughs> and enjoy what's going to be, I think, a pretty crazy stretch run for the NBA through playoff season.
2: Yeah, it really is. We're, we're you know down, down to it, and it's getting – some teams are getting pretty tough to mm. watch. The the I it was yeah. uh, as I was wrapping up the evening, I was watching that Blazers Thunder oh, game last night, and that's just there. There's not a lot to take away when you know basically no one is playing uh, in, in those games uh, there. But we'll we'll see. We're gonna be you're gonna start seeing more teams start clinching spots here mm. in the next couple of days. A uh, handful of teams are gonna probably be eliminated as well in the next couple of days, and then you're gonna start. Well, we're already getting the NBA doesn't do an official designation of clinch. A, uh, a play-in spot or anything like that yet, but but we're going to start seeing those get clinched as well as uh, several teams are closing in on them. So we're we're getting down to it now. Most teams have somewhere between six and seven games left, so we're mm-hmm. we're we're down the stretch.
1: Well, maybe that's where we should start is with that Oklahoma City Thunder and Blazers game because we do have a little bit of news on that. By the way, most of what we have today it's injury updates because. <laughs> Tis the season for yeah. injury, injury updates. That's the way it goes. But um, on
2: that, let's let's just touch on that because I had a couple people ask you, oh, oh, yeah. "Why is that that a thing?" And it's because if you think about it, if, you're, if you have a week to two week long injury, that's basically the season. The puppy mm-hmm. is going crazy in the background. It's playing. <laughs> Um, but yeah, if you've got got a, an injury that's going to take a week to two weeks to recover, you're you're down to it at the end of the season. Season ends on April 10th uh, this year for the first time. All 15 teams will play on the uh, or 15 games featuring all 30 teams on uh, the final day of the season. But yeah, we're it that that's why you're seeing these guys. Like I've seen some people say, "Hey, I, the, a calf strain or a sprained yep. ankle. That's not a an injury that ends a season." Well, it, is, it is. when There's only a week or two left, especially if you're the Oklahoma City Thunder and you're not trying to win games. Exactly. And that's where
1: you've got teams that are saying, well, what's the benefit? What's the benefit? Like, because we know that it's a thing where if a guy comes back from injury, let's say say it's a strained calf, right? And so they're favoring that leg. Sometimes you can create a higher probability of an injury elsewhere in your body because you're favoring that particular body part, that, that leg. Um, so you don't want that. You don't want a guy suffering another injury or a setback or something like that, heading into the off season. And if you're a team that's not really trying to win games anyway, there's just no incentive to put that player back out on the floor. You're better off just saying, mm-hmm. okay, that's it. You're done. Let's head into the off season and start getting prepared for that. So that's where a number of teams are at. And I guess we'll kick things off there with uh shake. Alexander ankle, done that's it his season is is over and he is an extremely talented young player and the thunder are saying look we don't need need to win games right now let's just call it a season for you and uh we'll do what we can do in the offseason and then come back next year
2: yeah a couple things on this so this is the list of guys who are out for the thunder uh for the rest of the year Kind of at one point, maybe even a starting five mm-hmm. for the Thunder. It's uh, Darius Baisley, Lou Dort, Josh Giddey, Shea Giggles, alexander Ty Jerome, and Mike Mascala. Mm-hmm. And it is not expected that Derek Favors or Kenrich Williams will play the rest of the season, even if they have not been officially ruled out. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. So that kind of gives you a sense. That's why I said that Blazers game was a little yeah. tough to watch because the Blazers, as we talked about yesterday, ruled a handful of guys out, including Yusuf Nurkic, Anthony Simons. They joined Nasir Little, Damian Lillard, Joe Ingles as uh, all out <laughs> uh, as well. So, uh, And then Eric Bledsoe also ruled out. And Josh Hart I don't think has been ruled out yet, but unlikely we're going to see him. Now, the other thing for the Thunder mm-hmm. is – Here's where we're at standings wise. We focus obviously a lot on the standings Mm -hmm. with the uh, playoffs and play in. Well, the other end matters too, because we're getting down to locking in our lottery uh, positions. So, We're going to do this in terms of losses, because that's what what really matters here. You've got the Orlando Magic and Houston Rockets tied with 56 losses. You have the Detroit Pistons with 55 losses, and then the Thunder with 53 losses. The next closest team to them is the Indiana Pacers with 51. Uh, They're not going to probably lose enough to catch, nor are the Magic Pistons or or Rockets going to win. So we'll leave the Pacers in that fifth spot for now. Why that's important, let's remember, those top three, their odds are flat. So, the Thunder, they're not so far behind, but it's starting to get tough. We Uh talk about making up three, four games at this point in the year. Well, it's just as tough to make up three, four games uh, towards the bottom uh, of the run as well because you need those teams to win uh, versus losing. And uh, let's face it, the Magic Pistons and Rockets, they're not exactly trying. Uh, News came out of Houston today. They may shut down Christian Wood, Dennis Schroeder for the season, uh, along with Eric Gordon. Um, so that would you know, basically say, hey, we're closing this down. We're going to get to another guy who was in this race, was shut down the magic. They probably don't need to shut anybody down, but they're they're just, you know, they're they're starting to really make sure that their kids play uh, the minutes, including 10 day guys and things uh-huh. like that. So. That's why this matters because those top three have the flattened lottery odds uh, for the top four picks. Remember, the top four are decided by the lottery, and then the fourth pick has slightly less, uh, you know, good odds to to climb in the lottery. So, uh, but just while we'll, we we'll run through all of them, but for the first pick alone, it's fourteen percent for. Orlando, Houston, and Detroit, mm-hmm. if they're the top three. And then Oklahoma City, 12.5% in the fourth spot uh, right now. And then those top three, again, completely flat, one through four. So that's that's why you're looking to be in this position to get down to that bottom. And that's why these teams are saying, yeah, let's shut these guys down.
1: Absolutely. That's it exactly. And uh, I saw last, you know, the Blazers and the Thunder played, and the Thunder actually won. And Blazers fans were excited. <laughs> because yeah. they got that yeah. they got that loss that they wanted because right now yeah. the uh the Blazers are sitting now just half a game, well, ahead of, but really behind, uh the Sacramento Kings in the in the tank race at the bottom yeah. there. So that kind of stuff matters, and that's also a factor here. When we see guys being shut down for the rest of the season, teams are trying Absolutely. to drop games where yep. they can here. Um yep. speaking of which, Reggie Perry signs with the Blazers because you do have to have certain number of players in order to play a game. And uh, and so uh, they do pick up Reggie Perry, bring him in. Uh, th- this is a point where some teams, you're just bringing in some bodies. Every once in a while, somebody will click, and great, maybe you find something. But for the most sure. part, guys are just trying to round
0: out their rosters. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
2: Yeah, and as we said yesterday, we're getting down to it on 10 days. You can only sign a 10-day when there's at least 10 days left in the season, so only a couple more days. For those, uh, every once in a while you'll see a guy still get signed for the remainder of the season, and then the team might tack on a non-guaranteed second year, and then they can at least bring him to summer league and camp and those kind of things. And That that could be ultimately what happens here with Reggie Perry if he uh, makes it through um, the remainder of this year and then they re-sign him. But, yeah, I mean, they need bodies because last night, I think Drew Eubanks was the only player taller than six foot six mm-hmm. that played uh, for the, um, for the, uh, Blazers. The, um, the Blazers. Yeah. They, they were very small throughout the course of that game. Do you think, you
1: know, I'm a little bit removed from it compared to previous seasons, but obviously we've had moments where the Lakers have been in the thick of the tank race. Um, so maybe I haven't paid quite as much attention to it. These last couple of seasons as I did in the past, but it feels like the tank race isn't quite as big of a thing as it used to be. Do you think the NBA yep. going to the play-in structure as well as flattening out the lottery odds at, to a degree, do you think that's had a positive effect in terms of of making tanking a less re- like real strategy to go to?
2: Yeah, I do. I, I think the flattening of the lottery odds started mm-hmm. the process because there was no reason to be egregiously bad. Yeah. You know, you, you you weren't trying to win 10 games, you know, and those kind of things just to make sure you were all the way at the bottom. Um, you are trying to, you know, basically be – uh, you know, you just got to get into that bottom three to, to be equal. So you, you don't need to be you know completely egregiously bad with that. And then the play in you're absolutely right that what that has stopped is teams at the trade deadline and saying, geez, you know, we're we're seven games out of uh, the eighth seed. We're out now. They look at and say, Oh, we're only four games out of the Uh 10 seed. You know, maybe we can get in the mix here and those kind of things. So, I think you have had some teams because for some teams, just that shot at getting through the play in and into the postseason is very worth it for them. So, definitely a you know, positive from from that that sense. Hey, while we're on to a ton of these, but we'll do them when it's top guy, uh, Keegan Murray of Iowa. Uh, according to Jonathan Gavoni, a draft express and ESPN, is declaring for the NBA draft. So he is a, a projected top five pick uh, in the draft. He's pretty good. He's a forward with with pretty good size, uh, can shoot the ball, do, do a little bit of putting it on the floor and those kind of things that can, can play some defense. So he's probably going to be a top five pick in the draft. So we're starting to see, you know, the better uh, players uh, start to put their name in here. We'll see a handful more over the next couple of weeks, obviously the final four Saturday and then the national championship Monday. So anybody still playing, we probably won't hear on them until uh, this time next week or so.
1: Right. Right. And we will start shifting towards a bit more draft coverage as we get closer to the actual NBA draft, but good, good note. There, um, some positive, positive injury news. Paul
2: George upgraded to questionable. Upgraded to questionable. I mean, this is yeah. like... Not only the, that, while he can we were play. reporting, uh, there was a report, sounds like he's going to play, barring oh. any kind of pregame setback. There so we go. That's uh, pretty pretty huge.
1: That could definitely add some intrigue into not just the play-in, but assuming the Clippers get through the play-in now with, with sure. Paul George. Um, that, I mean... I'm not saying they would win, but like Clippers-Grizzlies round one becomes more interesting. Even Clippers-Suns mm-hmm. becomes more interesting in, in round one if that's what we wind up seeing. Um, mm-hmm. So that's that could be big for them. Now, no, we haven't seen anything on, on Kawhi Leonard uh, in terms of him returning or anything like that. But My good. guess is no. I would think so as well. But I'll say it's more likely that he comes back if Paul George is back than yep. if Paul George was out. I think if Paul George was out, then it's just a flat no no matter yeah, what. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So we'll see what winds up happening there. But I mean, but good news for the Clippers and for their uh, their playoff prospects here. Again, not saying they're going to advance far or anything like that. But I mean, I think it makes them definitely more of a threat come playoff time.
2: Yeah, I mean, despite losing five in a row, the because the, the Pelicans, Lakers, and well the Spurs are starting to play better, but they were far enough behind. But the Pelicans and Lakers have been kind of floating through this back half here. Uh the, the Clippers are still four games up on the Pelicans. So they're a couple games away from locking into what will be the eight seed, because they're not they're obviously not going to catch the Timberwolves. I don't even know if they still can. I'd have to do that math out. Right. Um, but they're not going to catch the Wolves. Um, So yeah, so they're going to be the eight spots. So that gives them the the two shots. Uh, They'll go on the road to whether it be Minnesota or if Minnesota can somehow catch Denver or Utah in front of them. Uh, that they'll go on the road in that first one, and then they'll host the second game if they lose. Uh-huh. So, uh, but yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, Paul George, you know, that gives you a fighting chance in, in these series because they they can definitely do some stuff. I mean, we saw them beat the Jazz yeah. last year with, with without guys. And just to to just in case anybody's wondering, it's gonna be the Suns and the Grizzlies who are waiting on the play in yep. uh, to play out to get their their opponent because they're they're uh, the Suns have already clinched everything there is to clinch um there there there's nothing left for them to clinch and the grizzlies are now five games up on the warriors uh for for second in the west so they're you know matter a couple days here from clinching that
1: it's gonna be interesting come playoff time to see what happens there but yeah right a bunch of guys are gonna be be clinching a bunch of teams will be clinching certain spots Mm -hmm. and then we'll see where it goes from there imagine if there's a path to getting clippers jazz again well, U- Utah would be not. If I, yeah, if I
2: was Utah fan, it's so funny because right? it was at the beginning of kind of this this good run for the Jazz. It was the Warriors, then it was the Rockets, and now it's like the Clippers, mm-hmm. and it's like. You know just get now, I guess. On the flip side, you look at it, if, if it's if we're starting to talk three teams that you're having that much struggle with, well, then maybe that's more on you. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Nuggets also got them too, right? That that the uh, bubble year, if I remember, yeah, correct. I think the Nuggets knocked the Jazz out, uh, yeah, because right, wasn't that that crazy? Uh, Conley made a shot, Murray made a shot, and then Conley like rimmed out like a half. Yep, 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 that's right. Area. Eight, seven. Yeah, That was a really fun uh, game there. But yeah, and we'll see. And speaking of, you know, Jazz, Nuggets, Mavericks, they're all within a game, game and a half of each other for the 4-5-6. Mm-hmm. So that's a, a run there. And the Dallas is only a game and a half behind the Warriors as well. So still a lot to be decided seating wise in the middle of the West. Probably be
1: a game behind after, after tonight. They are playing my Lakers, and I checked the line. The Mavs <laughs> are a 12-point favorite. With both LeBron James and Anthony Davis presumably sidelined for that one, so
2: hey, and for yeah. everybody, get psyched! National TV, seven thirty. Oh my god, we we <laughs> talked Lakers about this. Mavericks. Ron and I yeah. talked
1: about this on the Lakers uh, Nation podcast last night. We're like like every game down the stretch is nationally televised and no one wants that get get no. these guys off the tv please <laughs>
2: but I, my guess is because a lot of people are like why is it not buck sixers which is yeah. a huge game in the east my guess is it's because the mavs to have a seven thirty. that's a very early start for them it's only a 6 30 uh local start mm-hmm. um my guess is that's that's why to then push them back into their their normal start times are um 7 30 local which is 8 30 eastern sure. so you'd be pushing like pushing the game back a whole uh hour and my guess is that's why they're not doing it because people may have already done their plans and whatever and that's why they didn't change it but yeah you're absolutely right like nobody wants no. this this was like remember like for years when it was like The the Lakers couldn't get good, and the Knicks couldn't get good, and like Lakers, Knicks,
1: and then and then both were playing on Christmas Day, and we're like, "What?"
2: Yes, (laughs) what is this? (laughs) No, I do kind of miss it because that was when you scheduled in the family time Mm -hmm. and maybe catch a nap on (laughs) Christmas Day. Yeah, I I, I hear you, but you know it is what it is. Um, All right, let's get to
1: where do we want to go next? Well, Jared Harper to the Pelicans on a on a two way contract. Mm -hmm. We talked about uh alvarado got got bumped up to a full contract so uh so that frees up a spot for for jared harper to get a two-way deal so he'll get a look there from from the pelicans
2: and he had been with them earlier this season's been kind of on and off. He's been playing for the my favorite G League team named the Birmingham Squadron mm-hmm. of the G League. Um, he had been playing with them all year. And then on Jose Alvarado, just to kind of close a little bit of a loop, because we've had some subsequent reporting on him, he got $1.5 million for the remainder of the season. Basically, all the Pelicans had left to give of their uh, mid-level exception. They gave it to Alvarado. Uh, that's a you know that, I mean, that's a huge bump. Because as an undrafted rookie, he would have been looking at about a hundred thousand uh, or so d- down the stretch here, a little over that, probably about a hundred and forty thousand ish. So, uh, yeah, that's huge. That that's why when you start to like, man, this dude did a four year deal. You know, he might have been able to get something out of that, and then he'll be uh, fully guaranteed at about one point five million next year, uh, and then uh, then into you know uh, non guarantees and a team option on that final season. Right
1: right well i mean good for him good for him to land that that kind of payday cool story um Mm -hmm. all right let's finish
2: up hey did you see their their pelicans bio i didn't it was really cute so you know there was the whole thing with jose alvarado you know can he shoot Mm -hmm. like that was like the whole thing that was out there and it said yes he can shoot and he got paid that's what (laughs) they changed their bio too i thought that was pretty fun that's cool
1: that's cool good job pelicans um yep all right let's finish up with this Ugh. Evan Mobley sprained ankle. Yeah. Come on! Oh, we
2: skipped Jeremy Grant too. Oh, yeah,
1: we don't know. Okay, Jeremy Grant as <laughs> yeah, well. Jeremy I knew Grant, I was missing oh, one for
2: a year for the Pistons. Added to the list. That's that's that. the now, strained okay. calf yeah. we
1: were talking about earlier. Yeah, Jeremy Grant.
2: <laughs> now an important injury. Yes. that actually matters for the rest of the season <sighs> in the standing. Evan Mobley. Evan Mobley. Yeah, it looked bad, too. Mm-hmm. He, I was watching part of that game last night. They were playing the Orlando Magic, went up to contest the shot, came down, landed on Franz Wagner's foot, uh, rolled his ankle. Nothing dirty or anything. It just happens mm-hmm. like that. And, uh, yeah, and then he had to be helped off. Uh, did Was able to stay on the sideline for a little while and looked like he was kind of moving okay. Uh, per Adrian Wojnowski, VSPN X-rays were negative. Um, so that's actually pretty yeah, huge. For uh, Mobley, but the Cavs are down in that seven spot. They're gonna, I think, hold off the Nets. They've got a three-game lead, Um, but they would like to get back up into five or six, right? Because you want to be in that that spot. And they're mm-hmm. they're now a game behind the Bulls and Raptors, who who are tied uh, for the five-six spots. So that's gonna be tough.
1: Yeah, it's definitely gonna be gonna be tough. And right now, as things, and this may change because the I mean, the Brooklyn Nets right now is sitting in the eight seed. They would have a play-in matchup with the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, mm-hmm. Which is probably not ideal. Now again, the Nets are only half a game up on the Hornets, so maybe there, I mean there could be a shuffle there. Uh, I don't think the Cleveland's not falling farther than than seven. I think they're at their floor right no, now. They have yeah. a three game lead over the Nets, but ideally they would like to move up to six and then not have to deal with the play in and, uh, and and that whole situation.
2: Yeah, they only kind of have couple more what should be gimmies mm-hmm. on their schedule they do get Orlando again uh they do get the Knicks um but then they've got they've still got games with the Bucs and the Sixers it's weird cuz in the east right now we don't really know how much those teams are fighting for the 1 and 2 right. seeds they cuz they're trying to see like hey, where's Brooklyn going to be um, But then they've got a game against Dallas. Dallas is certainly battling. They do have a game against the Nets, which that could turn into a pretty big game. And then they have a game against the Hawks, which the Hawks are, they're, they're not going to catch the Cavs, but they're trying to move up. They'd like to catch the Nets or move past the Hornets and host that first playing game of of their side of that uh, 9-10 matchup. So it's, we, we do have a lot still going on there with teams that are fighting so the Cavs are gonna have a a bit of a tough challenge here the rest
1: of the way yeah it's uh and this has been such a great season for them you hate to see it kind of fall apart Mm -hmm. here at the end but I mean an injury to Evan Mobley if he's out a significant amount of time and he starts missing some I mean potentially the play-in that could be that could be an early exit I mean he's he's that good he could be a difference between an early exit and and making it through to the next round
2: Yeah, what what's unfortunate too is they there was some news last week that Jared Hour, uh, yeah, just this earlier this week, Jared Allen is still having too much pain mm-hmm. in his finger for him to return yet. So they're kind of looking at it and saying, all right, maybe we'll still get him back, but as mm-hmm. of right now, you know that that they're not there yet. So that's that's not tough. good
1: news coming out of Cleveland. All right, man. <laughs> I hate all these injury <laughs> updates because more often than right? not, they wind up being downwards, especially this part of the year where it's a lot of, a, okay, now we're not going to see this guy again this season. That guy's out this season. I mean, at least we had the positive Paul yeah. George news. But still, it's been been rough on the injury front lately, that's for sure
2: i was thinking you know what we should do maybe later this mm-hmm. week when everybody's down to about five ish games maybe you know friday show uh maybe maybe we'll really kind of lock in and try to make some predictions sure. or something like that for what we think the final seeds would be um because that at least give, gives us something maybe to positive to look forward to and i don't know maybe not maybe, maybe that'll turn sideways <laughs> it won't be as fun as i i think it might be but yeah it's a. Uh, it's we're just down to it. It's that time yep. of year, right? But but the, the, as I put it to to a friend who's not really a basketball person the other day, I was like, the good stuff's yep. coming. Like we're 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 almost there. We're almost to to the postseason, which is you know. I mean, I just I love playoff basketball so much because I just I love the nature of the series, mm. playing the same teams, the you know, four to seven times over two weeks. Yeah, all those adjustments and really getting into stuff. It's it's going to yeah. be a lot
1: of fun. Yep, can't wait, can't wait. Should be should be an exciting postseason here. In the NBA. All right, everybody. Appreciate you joining us again. We really do appreciate all those comments that have been coming in, and the reviews over on you on Apple Podcasts. Of course, the comments over on YouTube as well. Still figuring out what the name's going to be for for front office listeners. We'll, we'll land on something sooner rather than later. But appreciate all the suggestions there as well. Make sure you are subscribing. Don't forget to turn on notifications. And if you're listening over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, again, give us that rating and review. Till next time, everybody. See ya